0: Before we begin, I feel compelled to welcome all of the new listeners who I suspect were looking for the Dan Lebitard Show with Stu Gotts. Unfortunately, this is not that podcast. This is a podcast about that podcast. But thank you for making us a charting podcast on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate your accidental support. If you want to hear from Dan, Stu, and the rest of the shipping container, please check out the Lebitard and Friends feed. If, however, you want to hear one fan's opinion about the general nonsense happening aboard our favorite pirate ship, stay right here, because we've got you covered.
1: I just, again, I want to thank you. It's uh, just a great honor to have this kind of crowd and to be before you and hundreds of thousands of American patriots who are committed to the honesty of our elections and the integrity of our glorious republic.
0: Oh, Shit. Here we go again. Welcome to the Fan Lebetard Show, episode number six. Like, subscribe, rate, review, follow us on Twitter at Lebetard underscore fan. So today's show was going to be solely about the Dan Lebatard Show, Last Day at ESPN, Their Emotional Farewell and their new venture as America's favorite band of Scallywag radio hosts. But then the events of today, January 6th, 2021, happened, and it felt wrong to just ignore what we witnessed today. I promise we will get into some fun stuff later in the episode with Lauer Ranger musicians Yeti Blanc and Andrew Streeter. But first, this. So I don't have any prepared remarks, and perhaps I will regret that after this is all said and done, but I feel the need to, you know, just speak off the cuff about what we saw today, January 6th, take place at our nation's capital, um, where thousands of Donald Trump supporters literally stormed the Senate and the House and broke their way past police barricades made it onto the steps and eventually inside the actual chambers themselves while senators, congresspeople, and the vice president had to be evacuated. And this entire time, Donald Trump stood by and watched as it happened from the safety of the White House, from the safety of the Oval Office, looking at the storm that he created And yet he is the only one who was sheltered from its wrath. You know, today was a long time coming. I am a pretty cynical person when it comes to politics. If you see the things that I have seen, if if you have some of the life experiences that I have, you can become pretty jaded about politics and about whether or not people in Washington are working in good faith or not and you know this this can cross both aisles republicans democrats but today there's there's only one target here and it's it's the donald trump supporters it is the maga chuds as i will refer to them from here on out these people and really protesters on the right have been given the benefit of the doubt by america for too long police stood by and watched as they were overwhelmed and broke into one of the nation's most important buildings during what should have been a glorious day of democracy, where a peaceful transition of power begins. And instead, it was shut down, people were shot, tear gas fired off, a pipe bomb was found, everyone had to be evacuated. And this went on for hours. And it's because, for the longest time... Right-wingers and really beyond that, white people have been given the benefit of the doubt. Right-wingers have stood up and said, no, this is about freedom of speech. This is about the flag. This is about the First Amendment. This is about the Second Amendment. This is about this and that, the, the, the right to protest and be heard. This is all in good faith. Bullshit. It's all bullshit. It's all been bullshit. Today was an attempted sedition, all a part of a bigger coup that Donald Trump wants to enact to take over America to have it be his his personal plaything and This is something that we've been you know we've been talking about for a long time if you know anyone who is remotely politically connected. You've heard the calls that, you know, Donald Trump has a lot of authoritarian tendencies. You know, a lot of this stuff really seems to reek of fascism just a little bit. And you saw it today. You saw it play out as his supporters, essentially at his direction, his stoking, stormed the Capitol. For all the people who said it was overblown that these calls of like, oh, he's an authoritarian, those are just overblown, come on, you know, he's he's not that bad. What do you have to say now? We are 14 days away from a transition of power, and that process couldn't even begin today. It couldn't even begin. Because these MAGA chuds stormed the capital because of their god-emperor. They're wanting to protect him. And you know... <laughs> I, I can't help but just think, and I'm not the only one who who is going to echo this, and you've probably seen this already if you're online at all. But my God, what if that was a Black Lives Matter protest today? They wouldn't have made it to the steps of the Capitol. They wouldn't have made it to the doors. They wouldn't have made it to the Senate floor, to congressional offices. Hell no. There would be black bodies lining the streets. And what happened today with thousands of people storming the Capitol? One. One woman was shot who had entered the Capitol, and one woman died. Twelve arrests. At least at this time of recording. If if you if you don't recognize that the playing field is not level right now, I really don't know what else I can say to you, other than that. I, I don't know how you can breathe with your head so far buried in the sand. Today was a scary day. It was an emotional day for me. It was not my finest of days. Certainly not for my mental health. God, no. And I, I suspect that there are a lot of you out there who feel similarly to this right now, where you just you couldn't look away from the train wreck that was happening but that train wreck is America, and this is not something that really sprung up on us. This has been years in the making. You could go all the way back to the Tea Party, where people flying Don't Tread On Me flags and, and carrying muskets and rifles, talking about an armed insurrection against the government should they ever you know try to do tyranny or whatnot. We knew this was coming. And right-wing politicians in the Republican Party allowed this to happen. They stoked that fervor for political gain, and look where we are. Sure, there were some today who did not want this. Mitch McConnell, for all the bad and terrible, horrible things he's done, he was slated to be on the right side of history today. And then people like Ted Cruz, Hawley, and all the other right-wing sycophants who want to use this moment and this momentum solely for their future political aspirations, they helped work this place up into a fever pitch, and it boiled over. And I know it's very unlikely that anyone of any sort of political power hears this, but, you know, if, if you are one of the people who has been using this momentum and this movement for your own personal gain, go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. You are part of the problem. You have been part of the problem. And even though you did not start this, you have been damn comfortable sitting along for the ride. And to any MAGA chud who stumbles across this podcast, a big fuck you as well. Go to hell. Say hi to Art Briles for me. This is not what America is supposed to be. And in 14 days, all of this isn't going to go away. These people aren't going to retreat to the sewers. They're not just going to give up. This is here now. It's on our doorstep and it's been building for a long time. And I think the era of, you know, thinking that these people are acting in good faith and that this can be, you know, something as simple as a disagreement of political philosophy. It's just not now. It cannot be these people have been clamoring for a civil war ever since obama got elected and you saw what happened today i i don't know how you put this genie back in this bottle i don't know i don't know how you you reverse course here maybe you don't but i know anyone in washington anyone with any sort of power you have to fight like hell against this republican democrat if you have an ounce of humanity or decency in you. You have to fight against this. Reject this hateful right-wing populism that has become a cancer in this country, draping itself in the flag while dripping with racism, xenophobia, sexism. If you truly, truly care about American democracy, you abandon this immediately. And if not, look in the mirror because you are part of the problem. And what we saw in Georgia just last night is that the voices of black and brown people in this country are once again proving to be our better angels. Despite all of the shit that this country has put them through, they once again bail us out. And I'm not saying that a Democrat-controlled House and Senate and executive branch, should any of that ever come to pass, is going to fix everything. God knows they've had their own share of problems. But right now, this is not necessarily a both sides issue. One side has almost half their caucus of elected officials aiding and abetting domestic terrorists. This cannot stand. And I want every American who voted, who hasn't voted, just any American in general, if you care at all about the future of this country, you have to vote every single one of these people out. We cannot allow this movement to continue and fester. What do you do with a boil before it gets too big? You lance it off. Trumpism, fascism is a boil and it must be lanced. Get every single one of these people out of office. I encourage you to really take time and think about the people in your life who support the actions that we saw today, who sympathize and empathize with them. And I want you to really ask yourself if that is someone that you want or need in your life. Because I know I'm going to be doing the same. And I've been doing it for the past four years. But today made things a lot simpler. People can disagree. Friends, family, you can have disagreements. But this dangerous course that we've seen from the right, it's unsustainable. And these people are going over the edge. And for the sake of anyone listening who gives a flying fuck about the future of this country, about the preservation of this democratic republic that we have, that we're clinging onto just barely. It's on all of us to do everything in our power to make sure that those people do not win. I wish I had something more inspiring or, you know, an actual answer on, on how to do it, but right now... Just vote. Vote. Be active. Don't get complacent with a Democrat in the White House. Don't get complacent with a Democrat Senate. Don't get complacent, people. Complacency is how this boils. And complacency is how we got here. The status quo is not good enough. It wasn't good enough then. It's not good enough now. Except now we know that we don't have good actors in our midst. American politics has never really been pure, but it sure is shit. Smells pretty swampy right now. I am super happy to have two of the Dan Levitard show's most acclaimed musicians on this podcast right now. I am joined by Yeti Blanc and Andrew Streeter. You may have heard them on the Stat of the Day Mega Mix. Which was played on the very last terrestrial ESPN radio show. So, first off, gentlemen, welcome in. Thanks for joining us today.
2: Yeah, hello. Thanks, How's Ty. It's to be here?
0: So, yeah, absolutely. So, I guess my first question is I want a little bit of the behind the scenes details about that mega mix. How long in advance did you know that this was coming?
1: A week, Greg. Yeah. A week. Tony um Tony reached out to us the Sunday after Christmas and asked if we, we could get him something by the 2nd so the following Saturday. Um which uh which was that was interesting. That was an interesting deadline. One cuz we've always done these, you know, the show songs that we've created on just on our own we'll have an idea and we'll just do it and those usually flow together really quick. Um I mean, Andrew pandemic P he and I were texting back and forth. He had made a joke about pandemic P on Twitter and I was eating my dinner and I'm messaging back and forth and said, you know, pandemic P fits into uh, come on Eileen. And he was like, I'm on it. And I sent like one or two lines over. But before I could even like come up with like even three or four lines, he had the whole rest of it written. And then like an hour later it was recorded. That's how fast that thing came (laughs) together. Um, But this one, it was an assignment and, and it was, it was a little challenging because we, we had to work in, you know, he, Tony asked me and Andrew and Fleming And And, uh, so we had, we wanted to work on a collaboration, but we also had the pressure of expectation, you know? And, um, and so, yeah, that was, it was, it was a really interesting way to go after a show song for once.
0: And so, so was this your actual first collaboration that you guys had done together that had made it on air?
2: Oh, no, 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 no. We, uh, no, yeah, Greg and I have had several, uh, make it to air and a handful that, uh, were both nominated for Suey Awards actually for best musical performance. ones. That the first one were.
1: was, um, the first one that was officially credited was, uh, Marching Band of Nowhere. Um, yeah, and that was a foot in the mouth situation because we, uh, ne- neither of us get to listen live very much, and um. I made some comment on twitter about like i think oh we we didn't usually i wait till it's played live and then i release it like on on soundcloud or whatever and um we i sent this one into chris waited and waited and waited never you know never heard that it was played usually someone would message me like i just heard a new show song was that you or you know and uh, i was really excited to announce this collaboration hey the first you know show song collaboration check it out and um and I never heard it, never got word that it was ever played. And um, so I was like, Well crap. And so we finally just released it and I tagged Chris and I was like, even though this, you know, Chris wasn't able to get this played, because he fought for everything we sent him. Just sometimes it either wouldn't work with that day's show or sometimes it'd just be forgotten about. Um, and then he wrote back, he's like, We've played that one several times. And he's like, No, I, I felt so bad. But um uh, but yeah, so so then we released it. Yeah, so Marching Man to Nowhere. Wh- what else have we collaborated on? Pandemic P. Uh, that one was pandemic just... P. I-, I helped on a couple lines. Andrew recorded that whole thing. Marching Man to Nowhere, we both... Um, I wrote that whole thing, and Andrew and I both recorded it, and we swapped off lines back and forth. Um, and then um,
2: I think... Go ahead. You, My very first show song that made it on air, uh, which was uh, the Stugatz song, uh, "Show Showpole, read that was an idea that after the fine song first got aired. So like back in March, I believe this was
1: April, April 10th. It's a day that I'll never forget. <laughs>
2: <laughs> there you go. So yeah, back then, right after that came on, even though like he'd been yet he'd been working on that for a long time. And uh, I'd heard like the first iteration of the fine song, like, almost two years prior to it actually making it on air before he actually got it. It was, it was uh, at
1: minimum three. It was a minimum oh, three years. Yeah. yeah. Cause so, I went back through our messages and saw when I sent it to you. I sat on that forever.
2: It never occurred to either of us that we could actually get content on the show that we could be like, Dan has said recently uh, that we could produce as fans of the show that we could produce the show for them in, in any kind of any kind of way, let alone a way that's been, super meaningful for both of us so uh but that first song that i got on air uh that was an idea that i had that day that the uh the same day the fine song went on the air and i was like greg i have this idea and he gave me a couple different line ideas and the whole time i was working uh, so we do but we do that a lot so i feel like almost like a lot of our songs are collaborative like we'll all send him lyrics i'm like do you think this works and he's
1: like yes and then he'll yeah. Send that, if for ideas. nothing else, for the validation, yeah. Right, exactly. I think it's so. It's uh, 2 more than f- It's it's one to validate what we want to do, and two, it's also to make sure that like it's like uh, calling dibs on this idea because we think so much alike that, <laughs> that yeah. it wouldn't be uncommon for us to both have the same idea. So it's like calling dibs. This one's
2: mine. Yeah, so it's always it's always felt like to me anyway that you know people want to paint it or like you know chalk it up to be this big you know competition friendly or otherwise between he and i but it, it's never felt like that to me it's always felt like we're like you know a partnership and uh, you know that we're like in, on the same in the same plane of existence and it, anytime that any of those of stuff, it's, it's him or Flem or, or, or anybody um and it's good and the guys like it then you know usually a uh, tickle of my sensibilities as well so i'm thrilled for anybody that is able to have the scene kind of shine it's
1: nice to be so privileged that um that you don't feel like it's competition because i do every time i'm so insecure but, <laughs> <laughs> no, every time every time andrew would get a song played like it doesn't matter how happy i was about my last song i'm like dang i gotta do better and, and both of our wives had said that this would be the end of our friendship
2: Okay. Um, i'm just glad so far
1: and, to and chris cody but so far it I'm, hasn't
2: i'm happy that in in my own way i get to be a force of creative good for you, you
1: know? right and that's that's really yeah, what it go. boils down to it's like i might get a little bummed if like a song that he gets gets more shine than i do but it just drives me to do the next one to the point this is a story i can't even remember if i've told you this andrew um i was out riding bikes it was mother's day and we went on a little bike ride for the family, but we only had three bikes. So one of us was walking. Um, and uh, that happened to be my wife because she was recovering from ACL surgery. So <laughs> biking wasn't really in her, in her mind at that point. We got lost. I had to go bike way out of the way to go back to the van and, and rescue everyone. On the way back, I get a message from Andrew with uh, the Finney song, Shut That Dog Up. A classic. And I hadn't had a song played since the fine song. And he had had like a run of like four in a row in very fast succession and uh and i heard it and i loved it and i was so bummed but <laughs> i uh when when i picked my wife up i said i need to bury him <laughs> 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 and uh, and, and it was that week that it was that week that it came up with the idea for fat angel and Dan is fat. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, it, it drove me, it fueled me. And, and so far our friendship is just as good or better than it ever has been. So.
0: So it seems like for a lot of these projects, you guys are kind of like struck by a bit of inspiration, just kind of like a lightning bolt. Like, oh, I think that'll work. Like, I think, um, I think my cursed brain towards the beginning of the the whole COVID nineteen thing, um, I was just in my head singing COVID nineteen to the tune of Come On Eileen, yeah. and that that's just the type yeah. of thing that seems like it happens for you guys. But for a project like this mega mix, um your portion of it, it seemed like it was so blank slate that it was so open-ended. I'm curious how you actually came to, uh, to the final idea of this. Like, was it something where you're just going through your Spotify, just listen to one song, skip, that doesn't work, skip, skip, just looking for that inspiration or, or how would that whole thing actually come together?
1: Go ahead, Andrew, because that's how you operate. Go for it. Yeah.
2: So for me, after Tony told us what the, the prompt was right. I mean, he didn't really give us a ton of direction necessarily. He was just like, we to making the long version of Sound of the Day. It doesn't have to, you know, go with the Sound of the Day music, you know, that's already there. You can pick whatever you want, you know, just uh, have fun with it, go nuts, do your thing." And whereas the we were like, "Okay," well, you know, the, what really stressed us out was trying to figure out how all three of us were going to fit into you know, doing a thing together. Cause we'd talked about, um, we'd had um, the, we will rock you portion of the thing that we did, which didn't make it to air, but we would had that already brewing with phlegm. We were already thinking, okay, the three of us need to team up and, you know, we, we will be powerful together.
1: And that, yeah, that can, was, can I, can I step in real yeah. quick on that? The, um, with that one, the idea was we were coming up on the Sueys. We all found out we were Suey nominated and now and I had the and it was around the time when Billy started talking about uh, the like the fans of the show making like audience noise for the major league teams or, or for, you know, for the uh, for the professional sports. What if we were able to weasel like audio from the from the fans and start our own little chants or whatever? And and just I instantly had the thank you, Dan chant. And I was like, that fits. We will rock you. you know, boom, boom, bah. And so it's like, cool. And I was like, what if me and Andrew and it could get Flim?" And like, as soon as the Sueys are announced, we released this song and it just blows everyone out of the water. Like, you know, look at this collaboration. You think we were all against each other, but look at, you know, it just I had this whole thing envisioned that didn't happen, but carry on. Yeah. So
2: we'd already, we already kind of had that on the back burner um, for a few months. But for me, uh, when I was looking for an idea I was going through a bunch of different Spotify playlists. Kind of like what you said, but I wasn't, you know, just randomly playing stuff or anything. I was just looking at songs on my playlist. and like, does this title have, could stat of the day fit in there? Or, like, sing a little bit of the chorus to me? And then like I came across that Tears for Fears song, uh, Head Over Heels. i like, Head Over here. Heels, stat of the day. And then I'm like, well, that song is great. It has this epic intro, but there's no lyrics until, like, <laughs> You know, like a minute into the song. And uh, I'm like, wait a minute. It's the stand of the day. And I had like almost like a bolt of lightning hit me. And I immediately messaged Yeti and I was like, dude, you know this song? And he's like, yes, go on. And then I like sang it to him a little bit. And he's like, chase this. And I demoed it and I sent it to him. He's like, this is great. And then he decided he was going to add, he wrote his own verse and he added a verse. I didn't then, want to be left out. You didn't want to be
1: left out. <laughs> but um Yeah, exactly. So he did that. Because hey, I, I was coming home from the zoo and he messages me. I'm like, wait till I get home. My wife's <laughs> listening to the radio and I can't think straight right now. And she was driving, so she was listening to Florence of the Machine. And like and so I was kind of into that and I couldn't I couldn't like think of any like words. Just like just let me get home. But nope, five minutes later I had the whole thing written. <laughs> It'd
2: be like that sometimes.
1: But I was can. Like, this is,
2: can. I'm like, I'm like, this really works. And I think that um, I try to think like, cause Mike Ryan is the ultimate arbiter of like what makes it on the, on the radio and what doesn't. <laughs> and he's a big music style snob. And I try to think like, what's going to tickle that dude's funny bone. Cause it's easy. Like I love Christopher, but it's easy to make him laugh and to please him. And it's, you <laughs> know, he's our, he's right. our conduit. Right. And like, it's, he's never been like, I don't know about that one he's always like, dude, that's awesome. That's fire. <laughs> I'll set it up. the yeah. chain. So like, he's like a big yes man and I love him for it. But I, I was like, this is like one of the, it's a, it's a popular song, but it's kind of a hipstery song. It was in Donnie Darko. Like it's something that's like definitely going to appeal to like Mike Ryan's like Spidey senses. Right. So I'm like, this is right. the perfect, this is the perfect song. I just, I don't know. What was really stressful to me was how are we going to involve Flynn? <laughs> like how is he going to be <laughs> honest because he didn't even right. know sign.
1: right 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 well i sent him i i sent him the uh, the greg cody song i did back uh, for back in my day and he he had he had never heard the frank sinatra singing you know uh, my way and uh, which is which is what i was you know parroting and he uh and, and so like he was the only reference he got when I said Sinatra is I referenced Jay Z's um death of Autotune, how he references new <laughs> Sinatra and he he picked up on that immediately. I gotta say, and, <laughs> I gotta
2: say, and that and that illustrates Flem, Flem, self admittedly, and this isn't like a knock on or anything. He's like a, this, he's incredibly well versed in the history of hip hop, you know, and, and right, he's the connoisseur there, right? He's the connoisseur of all things. Rap and hip hop, and so like, he's, you know, so yeah, I don't want to like. That's not nothing I said was meant to like. Disparage. He was he
1: wasn't the main demo to understand. You know, middle of the road tears or fears. Yeah, exactly. yeah for sure, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so how do we exactly. make that fit? How do we take this new wave? You know, this new wave song, and and be able to fit in the rap and hip hop aspect that he brings to the table that you know because the, the two songs he was nominated for for the sues you know um lies yourself and forgot about dan were lyrically perfect for for a show song and uh, yeah. and his delivery was great on them and and so how do we make that fit how do we bring that into the singing and you know cheesy 80s you know reverby singing and so that that was the real kicker for a while
0: And so I'm really, I'm really bummed that Flynn couldn't join us on this because I do, I do have some questions for him about, you know, how his part of it came to be.
1: Uh, I'll speak to him a little bit um, because he and I were on the initial call uh, because Andrew couldn't make it to the first call about it. Um, and he, we were just bouncing ideas off and forth. How do we merge from one thing to another? Because initially we thought, I was like, well, we've already got We Will Rock You. I, I, I already had my part recorded. He already I already had his part recorded because that one merges We Will Rock You into BC Boys Rhyming and Stealing. And because uh, I, 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 those tempos were close enough and I was able to mix, I was able to find just the guitar solo from We Will Rock You and sync it up to the up Rhyming to and Stealing. Yeah. And so, and he did a really good job on that. He, he nailed that part. So we already had that. And I was like, we're in a pinch. If we can find a way to merge the two, the uh, tears or fears into We Will Rock You. We envisioned it being like, we could start um, the, the this segment with Andrew's, it's the stat of the day. And I almost heard that like intertwining and, and like stitching the different segments together. Because we didn't know exactly how they were going to, uh, how they were going to present the whole thing but then phlegm was like well what if he yeah, I, i'm not that well versed in m you know I, I know like the bigger hits but i've never listened through an m album all the way through but he of course is and he's like he told me about these skits that we that, that he would do where he has an argument with his manager or his lawyer and uh so i listened to some of those and he was like what if we were to work in a skit like that like and and he so he came up with the whole skit idea of like uh the uh you know, turning the music down while it's in the background. It's like him and Andrew talking to each other, and like, hold on, my lawyer's calling, and I played the part of his lawyer, telling him to stick to sports more, and then he went into Eminem's berserk, and from there we were able to fade in. We will rock you. So after a week of of working, Andrew Andrew mixed the uh, stat of the d- the long version stat of the day. Uh, I got Flim's parts. I stitched everything together. We get it to Tony Saturday night. And we didn't hear much back. We asked for, you know, he said, I'll send it, get some feedback. Cause we were like, there's still time. If we need to cut something up and change it, we wanted she to maximize. He said, said you guys knocked it out of the park. Tony thought it yeah, he says, you guys killed it, you know? Right. And uh, so we're feeling and, really and, good
2: about ourselves.
1: <laughs> yeah. Especially when, you know, we knew he had to run it by Mike Ryan the whole time. I've never been a bigger Browns fan. Cause I, I was like, if they win and make it in the playoffs, then mike's going to be in a great mood and more likely to play the whole thing you know that's what i was hoping <laughs> you know but um uh, so then yeah fast forward to monday morning um andrew you want to dive into this yeah
2: monday morning we're all listening live <clears throat> they
1: teased the stat of the day the long version of the
2: stat of the day in the first segment and then they said all right it's gonna happen next so we're all listening to it separately but live because we're excited we about it and uh we hadn't really heard much of anything of, you know, all these other people. Obviously, we didn't get an early, uh, you know, uh, screener of Kenny G's con- contribution, you know, and <laughs> right. you know, Method we heard
1: the Man gospel thing that Oigle did right at the end. It was the, um, yeah, the, the the gospel version.
0: Oh yeah, um, that part we had heard chills that. every time.
1: So we didn't
2: yeah. know what to expect. And I'm listening to it a few minutes and I'm like, I don't know if we're going to like make it into this because clearly they're, they got like a whole murderous row of people. And then my part starts. The It's the sad of the day. Tears for Fears intro. I'm like, yes, guys, we're playing it. I'm talking into our hour after hours chat. I'm like it's coming up. It's, here it is. And then right when it's supposed to transition. Now, Greg does the vocal on that. The stat of the day. Going out of the chorus. <laughs> That, that, was only so, so, that was my appearance. That was technically <laughs> made it off there. Those two <laughs> that start of the day. After that, um, and then it fades out. And as soon as it fades out, I'm like, oh crap! <laughs> like, <laughs> like this is so awkward and
1: terrible. <laughs> and Flem is super pissed and i'm sure andrew immediately guys i promise there were no messages sent to say you know to try to screw anybody (laughs) over i'm like i'd never really i might make a joke about it but it's only because i know it's not what happened you know plus we all we all had access to the same file like that we uploaded the file to a shared folder that we all had access to so everyone heard what was submitted to tony so there was no question and it was me who submitted it so if i was going to you know cut anybody out it would have been the other guys Actually, no, sure. I'm way too nice for that. I would have cut myself out before anybody else. <laughs> I'm, I'm brother Teresa here, you know. <laughs> um, you know. It, like, we're holding on to hope still. I'm like, there's still time in the show for the, you know, Tony told us it, it would that they were planning for it to maybe go two segments or more. Um, and uh, so I was like, okay, maybe they had to end that segment for ads and, you know, for the good year ad at the end of a bad year, Um, you know. <laughs> and... Uh, and and so maybe maybe there's still time to play it, and then and then you know, Dan's thanking the fans who you know thanking everybody who who helped out with that song, and they said you you got some some of the show fans to help out with that as well, and I'm just Andrew's like apologizing, he's like my wife is mad for you, and then all of a sudden he's like who are the show the the, the, the listeners who who did the song, and Mike Ryan says Yeti, and I'm like take that take that you <laughs> idiot moron jackal. <laughs> Oh, I got the credit for doing nothing, nothing.
2: <laughs> and then he said, My name I wasn't like, like that at
1: all. Shortly thereafter, and, and then yeah, that was like it the, was the, the uh, he had to do a hostage a hostage video. And we also like to thank Andrew Streeter. <laughs> well, that's when that's then phlegm,
2: poor phlegm. That's what, yeah, I think that's what really put phlegm like, <laughs> like over the top <laughs> when he's like, Well, at least. At least Streeter got snubbed on that, and then my name <laughs> went through, and he's like, "Oh, <laughs> screw you guys." <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: I felt so bad for him. Uh.
0: I don't know if this was addressed on the uh, the interview you guys did with Lauer after hours, but you know, hearing what ended up getting played and the entirety of the mega mix, looking back in hindsight is there anything you would have done differently on how you put together that song in an attempt to get all of it included okay. into the, the entire product?
2: Good question. Yeti.
1: Yes. Um, in hindsight. Yes. Uh, I think we would have scrapped. We will, or kept, we will rock you for a later release, even though it would probably never been played like on air because of you know their new situation, but who knows? um but that's okay we would have held that off for another time and um mixed it in with another song that we're working on which we will not yet reveal um but uh we would have um i think we would have kept andrew's verse and my verse for the long whatever. version maybe and then Flim has a stat of the day rap that he was already working on that could, he could have done and i think that would have increased his chances so when so when he yeah he, he's like he said look you know i, I might have been you know, upset, but you know, when I, when you put it together thematically, you know, what they played was the right choice. But if we knew that that's exactly how it would have gone down in hindsight, I think we would have split it up and, and just let him do his thing. I was just dead set. Look, they asked all three of us. I think we need to collaborate. Cause I don't, cause I actually didn't want to risk anyone being left out. I was afraid if one, of if we all did three separate things that we, that we actually stood a greater chance of somebody not making the cut and i, I won't, it's I hard man because obviously together. we we thought about it a lot and we worked on it a lot and we
2: all agreed that the length was perfect and if tony liked it and this is what he asked us for then of course it's gonna get played so we all felt really good about it and so like for me that yeah i'm happy that my my part got played but i'm f- super you know there's still i feel like there's like work that i did that didn't get fulfilled because it didn't, <laughs> the whole thing didn't get played and I'm not Well, like it took either.
1: compromise because though the original concept that Andrew threw out before my verse was it's great. It's this whole and you can hear it in the phone call if you listen to the full version um on our on Andrew's SoundCloud. It's this whole other outro that goes on for another like 90 seconds. It's like this whole other minute and a half of just it's the stat of the day, and then this soaring, this is the long version, and it's wonderful. It's it's perfect for the thing but like he was kind enough to compromise to make room for my verse and for the skit and to try to get, we will rock you and to try to make it work for everybody. I was really bummed at the time, uh, but, but I do understand, you know, for, for me and for Flim. but like, I understand the way they make it fit. But Mike Ryan did say, like he admitted that there was a lot that they couldn't work in. And it's possible that on the big Suey or the local hour, or one of their other, you know, you know, releases later on this week, they have alluded to, playing the entire uncut thing which which would be really cool to hear you know um ultimately we've had plenty of shine on the show um you know they've given us a lot of airtime. so you know between the three of us uh, between initially playing our songs or sometimes they've played our songs multiple times in rejoins or the whole nine minute segment that was that that opening segment for that friday's sui awards you know like we've had a lot of airtime, and that's really 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 cool um, this just would have been icing on the cake since they asked for us, you know, it, it, it uh, it had a little bit more, felt like I had more writing on it because it was, you know, on demand. Um, but like I said, they may still play it later. And if not, that's okay too. You know, like I, I, I texted Andrew and Flim that night and I was like, I'm really proud of the work that we put into it. And it was really fun collaborating on something, the the give and take that it took to put something together. And I'm, you know, I mean, we did, we mixed new wave with hip hop, with classic rock, and more, and and then, or, uh, with or new wave, with two thousands hip hop, with classic rock, with eighties hip hop, you know, and wrote a voice acting sketch in the middle, you know. Yeah. But that's really cool, you know. I'm, I'm really proud of that. So,
0: Flynn's not here, so I can't butter him up in person, but I do want to give a shout out to him because when I heard him on uh, Lower After Hours. In the the wake of all of that disappointment, he showed a lot of poise and a lot of grace in how, you know, he was able to compartmentalize that and how he was like, you know, thematically, I get why it didn't get played. Um, I like to think I would have been that calm, but my salt meters would have been off the fucking charts at that point. So so I don't know about that. Um, You
1: didn't see where he threatened to burn my house down.
0: Yeah, no, that's that's some of that good scoop right there. Um, uh he's been he's been really really uh
2: really cool about how all of it went down and I mean it's not like it's anybody's like fault or whatever and he's he's a he's a very level-headed dude in that regard so like it's just you know it's what it is but it's what it is but yeah we're all you know
0: it's what any it happens, kind
2: of, Andrew Well exactly and if you if you have any sort of level of talent you have some sort of level of of ego that gets either stroked or hurt
0: in these kind of
2: situations. And so Maybe. you can't, you know, you can't fault anybody for feeling a certain way.
0: What would it take to start a Lauer Ranger boy band who would be in it? And what would your music sound like? Oh my gosh. It would be six clones of Aaron
2: and <laughs> it would be, it would, parodies. it would be all Leonard <laughs> Skinnard and, uh, <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> it would be Kid I'm trying to like think Kitt, of a Memphis area rapper. I don't even know if Kid is like musical at all.
0: But he's the guy that did like, "Whoop That Trick." Uh, from that. Uh, oh, Terrence uh, Mann. Yeah, Terrence Mann. Uh, his character's name was DJ and um, hustle oh, and flow. That that's, that's the movie. Trick. Whoop that trick! trick get him.
2: That, yeah. that song gets like it's so that song's like almost 16 years old or whatever, and like it gets played at like Atlanta sporting events and people go fricking bananas.
0: No, that song fucking right. slaps. <laughs> it's like that. Nuck, <laughs> nuck. If you buck, if you've ever had the pleasure of hearing nuck if you buck played at a sporting event, you know what I'm talking about? Like, no, if you, buck, why? Like just chills immediately. The base hits and it's just, it's incredible, but I'm sorry. Continue. No,
2: that, <laughs> like, we've we've jokingly said that like we hope that like the dream would be the the next moss miami event or you know when they talk about how these guys they want to do like they did at the new york event but like go on like a tour and like go to different cities and like hang out that we put together like the dream team band and we do show song we perform a set of show songs right like that that mm-hmm. would be like rad it would be you know me and Yeti and Flem and be able to do his stuff and we would uh you know I don't know who else would jump in there.
1: Yeah, you know, I don't know because I Flem will tell you this. I don't necessarily I'm not saying I don't work well with others because uh But like, I'm skeptical about who I will work with. I'm careful about about who I'll work with. Uh, Flim will tell you because I kind of brushed him off. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't really brush him off, but he was like, hey, would you be interested in doing like, you know, collaboration? And at the time I wasn't. I was like, the only person I was comfortable with was Andrew because we've been friends for 18 years. I trust Andrew's sensibilities. We get a lot of things sent our way that are ideas that we're not the biggest fans of. And a lot of it though is the problem I have with it though is people just like, piano band uh, or piano um dueling pianos us like just play me this you know make me a bicycle clown
0: <laughs> right you know, do this like, song
1: i'm like look if you if you're actually bringing like you want to do this song and like maybe you want me to sing backups or something that's a different story when it comes to if i'm going to put effort into doing a song it kind of needs to be my idea or like i said some like andrew's idea but now i totally work with Flynn because i trust his sensibilities too um so it's but it's hard i'm, I'm picky about who i'll work with Not that I should be, but I I have no reason. I've no (laughs) there's no like bona fide reason for me to be picky about who I work with, but you gotta start somewhere, right? I have earned (laughs) that arrogance, sir. (laughs) Well, your band played a lot more places than my band did, and I gave your band their first show. So Uh, it's uh, true. um,
2: You're like my band. You you you
1: have earned that right. (laughs) Your band was (laughs) like my band. It really was.
0: was.
1: (laughs) But that's a topic for another
0: time. two questions the first one excluding your own songs what is the best Levitard fan created song
1: i mean so outside of the two of us i it's it's really up to flems you know either forgot about dan or lies yourself but i think forgot about dan they're like I said, they're both lyrically perfect for show songs but i think forgot about dan tackles it yeah, i think that one just takes the cake a little bit more than lies yourself so,
2: forgot about Dan is definitely in my top three, and then along with the fine song, obviously because I'm biased toward my friend. But then, um, who can hate the Roy Hibbert Trash Can Scatman song, dude?
1: I'm a trash Wait, can. was that not was that, Gonna it right was that, my foot? that not like Mike Ryan in them? I don't think it was Mike Ryan.
2: I think, so, but maybe it was. I have no idea. I should. Know. I don't know
1: either. Yeah,
2: I don't think it was though. <laughs> But even it was Mike Ryan. Um, you know, but yeah, that's so funny because people think I'm Mike Ryan. I get people all the time that's on the Reddit funniest
1: conspiracy that are like
2: all, that, that all these new songs since April have been Mike Ryan pretending to be listeners.
1: <laughs> and they're serious. Um, yeah. Now, right after Head Over Heels got played, I saw a tweet go out that said, was that Mike Ryan singing Tears for Fears? And I have no idea if they're just in on the joke or if they are legitimately wondering again. But, uh. What's extra funny about that is people think your singing voice is my grind. When I was editing our podcast with Lorenzo, my wife was like, I can't tell which one's Andrew and which one's Lorenzo.
2: Which oh, I think that is really hurts. Good. I'm just kidding. I love Lorenzo.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, she was talking about just vocal tone. But um, but anyway, if I had to choose my favorite Andrew song, I mean, that that one's really tough as well. I mean, show Rita was so perfect. Um, Greg? you know greg cody killed the radio show was was also incredible um and of course that's the one that took home the gold um but my kids want to hear shut that dog up more than any of them they asked for that one more than any of my songs um but uh but um but but i'll stick with Paul rita just because that was the first one out of the gate that one that one was the one that really set it off for him so that one that one holds a special place in my heart. That's when we both and they both played the fine song again. That was that following Monday. So Fine Song came out Friday April the 10th. And the fall, and and then coupled you know Andrew worked on Show Paul Rita that that weekend. And that Monday it came out but he he's like they just played both of our songs back to back. They played the Fine Song again and Show Paul Rita and I was like you've got to be kidding me. This is really cool. So that was just like really felt like we were storming on the stage together. This whole friendship over 18 years. Um has culminated in more radio play than any of us ever got with our actual rock and roll bands where we wrote original music for ourselves.
0: Isn't
2: that
1: sad? So, so it's I kinda mean, cool. Not sad.
0: It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> so now to destroy the friendship right here, gents. Including that... including your own songs, what is the best fan created song? Get narcissistic tell with you it. Which.
1: I'll I'll tell you my favorite one, and I don't think it's been played, but this is my favorite as far as a production standpoint is concerned, is Grief Eater. That one came together, like, as just simply the production. I, I'm just, I listen to that, and I'm I like, that one's like, okay, I did really good work on the way that one was produced. Because um, I don't have a background in audio engineering. Andrew does. Andrew went to school for it. So, like, it, I'm not saying it's easy for him, but it's, he know, he at least knows what he's doing. I've been using this whole process as a chance to learn. And I was really happy with how Grief Eater came out. But that, I don't think that one ever got played live. But as far as maybe my favorite is Dan is Dana's fat. Um, because I I I turned on Beck's where it's at, and in one listen through, I had 85% of that one written. Wow. Like just the words were it was just perfect. And I did a word for word um, you know, sound bite by soundbite uh parody of that one. Like there's a little segment where he uh where in the in the end everything's fading out. Beck says, I got I got plastic on my mind. And I was like, well, I got elastic on my mind. I threw that in, you know, I even, you know, so even just the little things like that I threw in and it just came so easily. So that one's probably the favorite one that, that I've done all in all from a production standpoint, it's grief eater from a, just one that just makes me cackle and laugh. And then I've had more people like write to me saying, I'll never hear with like pictures of their car stereo playing back where it's at. They said, I'll never hear this any other way other than Dan is fat. So that one, I think that one takes the cake from
0: me. Andrew, what about you?
1: You're saying
2: what my favorite one of mine is or just what, the be- what I think the best one ever is, including mine?
0: Correct. The latter.
2: Oh, geez.
0: Um, hence, the, hence the get real narcissistic mine, with it. It's okay.
2: Man, I don't know. Okay, so like I'll kind of go the way that... that uh, real real yeah.
0: quick,
1: Andrew is terrible at promoting himself, so you might have to encourage him a little bit more. <laughs> I promote his band more than he does.
2: <laughs> That's fair. That's fair enough. I love all of. I could the use show a couple songs. more
1: retweets about our podcast too, buddy.
2: <laughs> no, I understand. I understand entirely. In fact, I actually put—I finally put um, the our show's handle in my Twitter bio. <laughs> We've been doing this since August. Come on. <laughs> hey, it's baby steps, man. Look, I'm bad at promotion, <laughs> at self promotion. <laughs> We got yeah. some big fish. We got some big fish coming up. I mean, you know, I'm feeling really good about the, you know, the rhythm and flow of uh, what we got going on.
1: Andrew, but, I, uh, got,
2: I got a proposition for you. finally halfway believes in us. Is what it is.
0: Andrew, I've got a proposition We're... for you. I will be your agent. I will be your promoter. 80/20 my way.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about it. We'll talk. I'll have my people get with your people. Or I was I was going to I'm gonna let me turn Andrew, the tables the on. Let me turn yes, the tables no. on. Let me turn you're right. missed opportunity or missed opportunity for cross promotion. You don't Let get me turn our show. To, allow me to turn the tables. turn the tables on you Ty. What's your favorite show song ever?
0: I I gotta be completely honest. If Shut that Dog Up was its own uh, standalone Spotify song, I would be in like the top 1% <laughs> listeners to that. It would be on my it would be on my Spotify year in review like you your most listened to song Shut that Dog Up is an absolute banger yep.
1: yeah shout out steve Arduini. that's how he has played the fine song he lost sleep for weeks um and he started listening to the show songs again right around christmas and he started messaging me and andrew and he's like i'm not gonna be able to sleep again you know? <laughs> he's, he's like so i've good. already listened to the fine song six times in the last hour and <laughs> so i gotta say the um, one so yeah. that i'm probably the most
2: proud of is um australian ponies oh, and it's yes <laughs> And Gosh, it's because, yes, so good. because of how quickly it all came together and how quickly it got on air, which was the next day. And everything that Tim said to introduce it, he like teed it up. He was so tickled with it that he teed it up. Like it took like four minutes to rail on Chris Cody again for how ridiculous the whole thing was that inspired the song. And then he's like, that inspired the listener to make this song. And it, just because I took something that was such a freaking random conversation that they had on the show that day and it immediately sparked that idea (laughs) and then I recorded it and sent it to him like two hours after the show had had, uh, gotten off air and Chris was like oh my gosh dude
0: That song actually resonates with me so much because I don't know if you've heard any of the other episodes of this podcast. It's okay if you hadn't, but um, I was sharing one of the things that I was most proud about in 2020 was discovering um, my love for horse racing, and it dawned on me when I was in the when I was sitting in the bathtub at 2 a.m. and I discovered TVG and the Australian ponies. And then shortly thereafter, that song came out, and it spoke to me on a very personal level. So thank you, Andrew, for that one.
1: <laughs> no, I uh, as soon as, when I heard that one, I was like, I really hope Chris Cody for the next week slowly pulls out of his parking spot wherever he is at with the window rolled down, blasting that song in whatever color Honda Elantra that I'm sure he drives. Um, <laughs> I, for some reason, I picture him driving in Elantra. I don't know why, um, but uh, but yeah, just that like. I hope he rolls out as slow as possible, blasting that at full volume, and just like head nodding to who anyone who makes eye contact with him. (laughs) Hyundai, because that's That's what I would do.
0: Yeah, God, just just the (laughs) the 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 way Andrew that that you said friends gave him tips it like that gets me every (laughs) fucking time.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's, that, that's that's there. There are great little things about all the show songs that that will do that. Like, there's that one, tips and the way he slides into it, and then, um, uh, uh, phlegm on lies yourself, um, when he's like taking back championships from Duran again. Like, that's yes, that yes, one, yes, yes. Like, yes. that's a special moment that really just takes that song from like a good show song, like, that's what just takes it over the edge and makes it great. Makes it great. And, uh, well, and that's
2: uh, that's really where he shines, though, is because he's. He's so well versed in how Eminem does things that, like, it yeah.
1: uh, it really it's it really shows in his uh, in his published work. And uh, I game. love it. If anyone's listening to this, check out Andrew SoundCloud. Find the long version of the Stat of the Day. It's like I said, I'm really proud of what we put together there. Um, it's cool stuff. It's way different and way out there compared to your normal show song but it's chock full of, of great so, uh, show references. I say whose balls are juiced in a high falsetto voice. Um, uh, uh and, and right. Um, <laughs> uh, but then there's, there's a great thank you, Dan segment featuring several, several lower Rangers, um, you know, contributing their voice to the chant, um, which we surprised them with. Most of them had no idea what was going on. They, they just recorded. Thank you, Dan. And I made it fit to the beat and, And so, you know, really cool to get them involved as well. And just a way to to send off, you know, send Dan and company into their new adventure. Often, you know, what we thought was proper fashion. So
0: what do you think about the name Captain Fat Sparrow for Dan? Now that they're a pirate radio station. (laughs) It's
1: gotta be that or like Flapjack Sparrow. I'm pissed that I didn't think of it first. (laughs)
0: <laughs> um, into it. So you're familiar with Captain Hook. <laughs> I bring you Captain Hooked on Cocaine for Mike Ryan.
2: Oh no <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh,
0: Ever heard of Sir Francis Drake for Stu Gots? I present to you Sir Jonathan Snake
2: all
0: right one it's out of three i'll take it all right gents well i appreciate you coming on and sharing uh, quite a bit of your time with me much more than i had hoped to take up but you guys are are very generous and obviously very talented and very passionate about what you do and uh i appreciate you taking some time out of your very busy schedules to to chat with our very <laughs> silly podcast
2: absolutely thanks for having us inside thank you
0: and
1: uh, and uh, be sure to check us out at, on the Yes, Maybe No show um, at... You can find us on... Twitter. <laughs> I'm getting all oh. me. We haven't recorded for, for like three weeks, so I'm all out of practice now. It's Are true. you going to say anything? <laughs> you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Yes, Maybe No pod. <laughs> there we go. Still got it. Woo! Perfect. <laughs> Ty
2: will put a link in the thing. And if he doesn't, he's bad at this.
0: Yeah, then I'm an asshole.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no retweet for you, Ty. Uh, da- listen, guys, <laughs> I, I, my, I am to my legion of, of five hundred some odd followers. What's up? <laughs> listen,
0: I am I am very dependent on all our Ranger retweets and likes to get to get this listener base up. My podcast is not going to be able to sustain itself from people going to TuneIn.com, searching Levitard, and only having me <laughs> pop up for so long. <laughs> Oh, oh, Christ! Hey, well, well, Ty,
1: thank you so much for having us. It's been it's been good getting to know you a little bit and getting a chat. And...
0: Yeah, man, same guys. You're welcome. On anytime.
2: Uh, have a hey, good night. We'll...
0: Maybe a little. Uh, See you next time. Maybe a little home and home action okay. on. Yes, maybe no.
2: Yes, maybe.
1: Yeah. No. Yes, maybe no. Perfect.
2: <laughs> yes, maybe no. Yes.